Hey, what's going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of Dylan's Discourse. And yes, that was me in the intro chanting Owen Tippett's name as I left FLA Live Arena. No, I will not stop chanting his name. Even if he's traded, I will keep chanting his name. Although I hope he isn't traded, and I will explain why later in this episode. But it is the All-Star break. I guess by the time I'm posting this, the All-Star break will basically be over, but the Panthers still don't play again until February 16th. So I wanted to come out here, give some content without any games being played. I thought I could give some of my thoughts on a lot of the rumors that have been going on, what I've seen from this team lately, and really just what's happened because it's been a while since I've posted a podcast. And the first person I want to start talking about is just Jonathan Huberto, who halfway through the season right now is in first place in the league for points. He currently has 64 points. What? Leon Dreisaitl has 63. He's in second. But did anyone think it was a possibility for Huberto to be first place in points this far into the season? And yes, he's, the Panthers have played like five more games than the Oilers. But I still think it is so impressive the fact that he's been able to do this. Been able to keep up this incredible pace. And honestly, going into the season, I was someone who wasn't so high on giving Huberto a large extension. I thought he would be getting up there in age as we got into the season. I thought he was going to ask. He'd probably ask for way too much money, more than he really deserved. But after what he's done this season, I think it's impossible not to re-sign him at this point. You need to keep him in South Florida. You need to keep him on this team. You have Barkov locked up. I think it's time to lock up Huberto this coming offseason when you're eligible to. It's going to cost a lot of money. But I think in the future years, we're going to lose some of these rough contracts that will come off our cap hit. And I think that extending Huberto should be a priority of Bill Zito this offseason because what he's just doing is phenomenal. I think he deserves to be in the Hart Trophy race. He's one of the main reasons the Panthers have been so good this year, which, by the way, they're still in first place halfway through the season. Large part of that is Jonathan Huberto and his playmaking ability and just everything he's been able to do for this team. And bravo to him. Next person I want to talk about is Coach Andrew Brunette, who I have said in the past when he was first hired and everyone was jumping on him because we weren't doing as well. Everyone said, we got to fire him. We're not going to do anything well with him. I stuck by with Bruno. And since he got hired, he's currently 24-10-5. Now, yes, he's basically ran almost the exact same system that Coach Q ran while Q was the head coach. But I think that is on Bruno for keeping with what the team needed to do. He's keeping what made the team successful, and he stayed with it. He's done a terrific job, in my opinion, and I'm so glad to see that. The Panthers have finally started winning consistently, and they've just done a great job. Uh, he fixed the power play, which was honestly probably one of my main concerns. But after the short COVID break that they had, the Panthers came out and were just absolutely on fire on the power play. A big reason of that is he put Anthony Duclair on that first power play unit. And Duclair has really done a great job allowing the other playmakers to make some space. Duclair really just sets up right in the middle of the ice and he can take shots when he wants to. He allows for passes to get through. And honestly, I love Duclair on that power play unit. Another thing that a reason why the power play probably wasn't doing so great early on in the season, Alexander Barkov was missing games. If you're missing your best player, of course the power play is going to do worse. When he came back, we also saw the rise in the power play numbers. So I think really Andrew Burnett has done a terrific job. And 
I don't want to say get rid of his interim tag just yet because personally I do want to see what happens in the postseason with him. But if things keep going the way they are, Andrew Brunette 100% deserves to remain the head coach in future years. His stats, his advanced stats have almost been better than they have been under Coach Q. And yes, the system's been the same way, but I just really loved his coaching style. And I think he's done just a terrific job with this team. Let's see if he can keep going as the season moves on. One other player that I want to get into, he was honestly one of my favorite players last year. He did not get a lot of love on the team, and that was Mason Marchment. He was playing with Barkov and Verhage for a lot of last season, and people were unhappy with it. I frankly never had a pro issue with it because I actually thought he was playing well. He provided a great defensive presence on the team. He was able to play offensively nice. He had two goals in the playoffs, which just bravo to him. And this year, he's really just turned it on, playing on the third line. He has 23 points in 22 games for this team. And he's been playing, he's really thrived with Anton Lundell and Sam Reinhart. And Marchman has been great. He has a terrific shot, in my opinion. And when that's working, it's just great. He's not the fastest player, but he's able to use his body nicely and set up plays in front. I've really liked what he's done. I'm a little worried, though, because he is a UFA this season. The way he's playing, he's going to be wanting a pretty nice contract after this because, I mean, he's just racking up points. Teams see points, and they go ballistic at that. So I don't know if we have the cap to it. I would love to keep Marchment here in future years. I just don't know exactly if that's a possibility because the way these points are coming up, if he's going to ask for 4 or $5 million a year maybe, then I don't know right now if we have that Con if we have that cap with the Keith Yandel buyout number going up next season, along with the Barkov extension finally officially kicking in, I would love to see Bill Zito make something work there, but I just don't know what it is. And then, of course, I could not do a podcast without talking about everyone's favorite player, Owen Tippett himself. If you hate Owen Tippett, well, that's your fault, not mine. Tippett gets too much hate, in my opinion. And Yes, I'm clearly biased because he's a fellow ginger like myself, but I honestly really like Tippett, and I'm not just saying that because of the bias. I do think he gets more hate than he personally deserves, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like he's been terrific. If you're not scoring in this league, you m probably don't deserve to stay in this league, and yes, that's very fair, but Tippett is also incredibly young. He's 22 years old. He's played in like under 100 games. I don't have the exact number, but he's played in under 100 NHL games. He's thrived when he's in the AHL. When we sent him down for two games in the AHL this year, he put up four points. So he's clearly too good to play in the AHL. He hasn't been putting up crazy numbers in the NHL this year. I think he's at 14 points in 44 games, which obviously that's not great. But I think he has shown improvement. Lately, he's been doing a lot better, and yes, that is because he's playing with better players. I mean, playing with Barkov and Verhage, of course, you should be converting. When he went to play with Bennett a little bit, I still thought he was playing nice. But I think he gets too much hate, and here's why. Tippett has honestly, in my opinion, been a great defenseman, or defender. When we drafted him, we drafted him as a sniper, and the shot just really hasn't developed like most people thought it would. However, I've liked a lot what I've seen from some of his skating. I think he tries to be a little bit too flashy some of the times. He'll make some crazy move 
and then either get it stolen away and leading to a chance the other way. And I think that's what happens a lot of time. And that's why a lot of people aren't huge fans of him. And maybe if he cut back on some of the flashiness and just tried to make simple plays, things might turn out a little bit better. But I think he's also been a little bit cursed. I've said it previously that Tippett has been cursed. Goalies always seem to just rob him. He's probably he's hitting the post on some great scoring opportunities. The shots just aren't falling in for Tippett like the way they're supposed to. But so I'm going to give my opinion on why they shouldn't trade Tippett. One, it's because he's incredibly young. I still think there is lots of room for him to develop. I still think he can be a very solid NHLer. I don't really know if he'll be a top six player, but I think he can be a very nice middle six player for this team. And he's also going to be cheap to re-sign. This is a team that's going to have a little bit of cap issues next year. And if you have a player like Owen Tippett, who, yes, he's an RFA and you do have to give him a new contract, but he's not going to get much more than one, $1.5 I think you re-sign that because you're going to need cheap players next year that can play. And he's good depth to have. If things turn around for him, it would be a steal of a contract at that price tag. I don't think you trade him. And that's just my opinion. So talking about trades, I think it is important to talk a little bit about some possible trade deadline targets. So obviously the thing that this team needs right now is going to be defensemen. I think we're pretty loaded with our forward core. There aren't really tons of players out there who I think they should really go after, except possibly Claude Giroux, which with Claude Giroux, we would be absolutely unstoppable on offense. Talk about seriously putting up 10 goals a game. The we want 10s might turn into we want 20s if that was the case. But I just don't think we really need Drew. Um, I think the defense is a lot more important to really focus on. And there have been really two main names that have probably been mentioned the most when linked to the Panthers. And that's Jacob Chikrin and Ben Chirot. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of either of them. Ben Chirot, I just don't think is a good NHL player. He's been just kind of horrible this year, to put it frankly. He's not been a good player at all. And yes, you can look at previous moves that Zito has done with guys like Sam Bennett and Brandon Montour and the fact that they've been able to turn it around once they got to South Florida. But Chirot just has not been good to me. I don't think it's worth giving up the assets for him. I don't really know where he would play on the team. I just don't love it. The other guy is Jacob Chikrin. Chikrin would make this team really great. He would personally be a tremendous player to pair with either Ekblad or someone else on this team. He could probably play in the top on the top pairing. However, his price tag and the amount of assets it would take to acquire him really pushes me away. He's having basically his worst season of his career right now in Arizona. And yes, playing in Arizona is probably a big reason for that. There's a good chance he's just checked out. He doesn't care anymore. And I don't exactly blame him for that. But he's having the worst season of his career. And the amount of assets it would take to get him. I mean, you're looking at two or three first-round picks or people worth first-round picks. If not more, I think it would be a little bit extreme to go after him. There's one defenseman who I would love to get, however. And that's Mark Giordano. Currently on Seattle. Seattle's nowhere near the playoffs. I have to assume they are going to look to trade him. Giordano is probably my favorite guy out there right now because he wouldn't be too expensive for the Panthers and he would really bring that stabilizing defensive presence to this team. His offense isn't terrific, but the, his defense is 
really great. And I think that's what we need because a lot of the defensemen we currently have on the team right now are guys who really jump up on the rush, can play high offense, put up numbers. We don't really have true defensive defensemen guys on the team right now. And I think Giordano would be one of those types of guys who could do that. And I think he could honestly really help out with this team. He's the guy I want on this team. I don't know what it would take to get him, but Bill Zito, if you're listening, go get him. Last thing I want to talk about is the Panthers' road issues. It's kind of been a little bit obvious. We haven't been as great as we have been at home on the road, but I mean, that's kind of obvious. We're 23-3 and at home. That's just Un, that's just incredible to think about. 23-3. and three. How are you that good at home? And then on the road, I don't want to say average because they have been above average. But the drop-off with the record is kind of unbelievable. However, there's a reason for that, in my opinion. I haven't thought that the Panthers have really ever played bad on the road. There have been some worse games. In terms of quality of play, I don't think they've been worse on the road. I think it's been a lot of unlucky bounces, personally. I think the goaltending has been a little bit worse while on the road. But in terms of the actual skaters and the way that they've been playing, I think the way they're playing is almost identical to the way they're playing at home. And they just haven't been able to get the bounces to go their way. But I don't think it is the biggest issue on the road. Because right now, the way the Panthers are playing... They're playing like they'll get some home ice advantage in the playoffs. And I also think the playoffs are really just a completely different game than the regular season when you're looking at things like this. Because I think just everything goes out the window when you're in the playoffs. You really can't even look so much at regular season stats like wins and losses like that once you get in the playoffs. And I think the road woes will kind of go away over time. I think they'll start to even out. They'll start to match what we've been seeing in some of the analytics and the advanced stats. And I just don't think that it's much cause for concern. Obviously, people get upset. They see the records and they're like, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't great. To me, it's never been something I've worried about really. And I don't imagine it will stay that way for much long going forward. So that's all for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed. And I'm hoping to get at least one more podcast in before the end of this break. Looking forward to getting to some more games. And if you can, make it out to FLA Live Arena. We're hitting over 18,000 now in attendance. The environment at games has been incredible with fans chanting, we want 10 nonstop. I absolutely love it. This has probably been the most fun I've had as a Panthers fan in my entire life. It's been a lot of misery and pain, but this year, it's just basically been all happiness. And I'm really looking forward to it. Try and get out to some games. Have some fun. And I'll see you on the next episode. Go Panthers. Have a good day, everyone.